very special service today. <clears throat> it's the first time in my life I've been involved in a service of infant dedication and a service of believers' baptism. In some churches, they merge the two together and that babies, when they are dedicated to the Lord, are christened. And they call that infant baptism. But in the Baptist church, we believe in believers' baptism. And the biblical pattern is that when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you commit your life to him, you are baptized as a confession of your faith to let people know that you've taken that step in your life. I grew up in a Christian home and I always believed in God. I had no doubt that there was an awesome creator that made this world. And as we read the Bible in our home, I believed it. It made a lot of sense to me. And when I got to my teenage years, I felt I should get baptised. But I didn't have the courage. I was a bit of a naughty boy, and I didn't think I was good enough to be baptised. And at that time, I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. And in um, Acts chapter 5, it says, God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. And so I was trying to live the Christian life in my own strength, in my flesh. And I was incapable of doing that. And so I kept on failing. I kept on making mistakes. I kept on feeling condemned. And I thought, well, how could I be baptised? I'm not good enough. Later on, I discovered the Holy Spirit. And as I said, the Holy Spirit is given to those who obey him. And so when we become a Christian, we're supposed to be baptized to show the world that we have given Jesus Christ our trust and our faith. And usually in biblical times, that happened straight after someone became a Christian. So you would become a Christian... And then in um, Acts chapter 2 and in Acts, uh, Matthew 28, it talks about how when you believe in Jesus, you should be baptised. Now in, Chris in Old Testament times, or sorry, in New Testament times, in the early church, if you put your hand up and you said, I'm a Christian, then you suffered from persecution because people didn't like Christians way back then. And so most people that were baptised were actually baptised in the river. It was a public confession. It was saying, look, I believe in Jesus. I'm prepared to take this step, even though it's going to mean that the rest of my life is difficult. I'm doing this because I know it's really important and because I know that God wants me to take 
this step. And so once I discovered the Holy Spirit, and I realized that the Holy Spirit is only given to people that obey the Holy Spirit, we can choose to go our own way, or we can choose to listen to God and go God's way, I knew that I had to be baptized at that point. In fact, I felt that I heard God speak to me, and God said, how can you expect me to lead you in your life if I've already told you by my word that you should be baptized, but you're disobeying me. If you're not doing what I've already told you to do, why should I tell you to do anything else? Are you ashamed of me? And there's a verse in Matthew chapter 10, if we could have it on the screen. Oh, this screen's not working. But anyway, there's a verse in Matthew chapter 10. That says, everyone who confesses me publicly here on earth, I will also confess before my Father in heaven. But anyone who denies me here on earth, I will deny him, I will deny him before my Father in heaven. So that verse is basically saying, look, if you confess Jesus, if you put your hand up and you say, look, I believe in Jesus, then he will do the same thing at this, the end of this life when we go before the judgment seat of Christ. And so at that point, I got baptized. And something happened when I was baptized. Something set me free. It allowed the Holy Spirit to work in my life. And it, the power of the Holy Spirit trumped my own selfish desires. I wanted to please God more than I wanted to please myself. Sometimes God told me to do other things that I didn't really want to do. But I knew how important it was to obey him because as I obeyed him, he directed me and he showed me things and he led me throughout my life. I want to have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 to 3 and verse 6. Because these verses talk about what happened to the children of Israel when they left Egypt. Now, the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt. And eventually, they were allowed to leave. But once they started to leave, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, suddenly realized, hey, if we don't have these slaves, we're going to have to do all this work ourselves. And so he sent his army out to catch up with them and to bring them back. But then the Israelites got to the Red Sea and God opened the waters of the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land and got to the other side. And then the Egyptians who were pursuing them, they went across the Red Sea, and while they were halfway across, those waters came together again, and they all drowned. But look at what it says in this verse here. It says, For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud, and they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Now it refers 
to the children of Israel going through the Red Sea as being baptized unto Moses. And you see, what, when we are baptized, what happens is we go through the water. And so here what these people were. They were in an evil land, in the, in the land of Egypt. And they were coming out of Egypt into a new land. And that's what happens when we become a Christian. We leave our old life, we leave Egypt, and we go into a new land where we live for God, where we obey God. We pass through the waters of baptism. And that signifies that we have decided that we're going to put God in control of our lives, that we're going to obey God in our baptism. And so they came out on the other side to new laws, to a new land, to a new leader. And that's exactly what baptism does in our lives. I want to look at another passage from Romans chapter 6, verses 2 to 7, that explains this as well. It says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. So those verses are saying... That baptism symbolizes dying to ourselves in the same way that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So we've all done things wrong in our lives. We've all sinned. God is perfect. Heaven is a perfect place. No sin can enter heaven. So Jesus came to earth. He lived the perfect life. He didn't sin. He didn't need to die. He didn't need to be punished. But he chose to be punished and he took the punishment for your sin and for my sin. And just as Jesus died and was buried and then rose from the dead, that's what baptism is. When we are baptized, we die to our old sinful life. And then, symbolically, we are put in the baptismal pool. We are plunged under the water. All that bad stuff, all that dirt, all Satan's control over our life, we say, Lord, I'm dying to my old self. I'm burying my old self under the water, and I am rising up to a new life in you. I am wanting to live a life under your direction. I am going to obey you. I'm going to do everything that you tell me to do. I am dying to my old life. You know, one day, I'm going to die. They're going to put my body in a box they're going to bury me in the ground. But the real me will have left this body and gone into the presence of God. 
And that's what happens in the lives of every single person who commits their lives to Jesus Christ. And so each one of us can look at our lives and we can say, do I love Jesus? Have I committed my life to him? Or am I ashamed of Jesus? Am I so ashamed that I'm not prepared to go through those waters because I'm worried about what people might think or what people might say? But becoming a Christian involves making Jesus Lord of our lives. And it says in the Bible, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do the things that I tell you to do? Well, the first thing that God tells a new Christian to do is to be baptised. He says, repent and be baptised for the forgiveness of, of your sin. And so if you're not prepared to take that step, you have to examine yourself like I had to examine myself and say, well, why, why aren't I prepared to do that? But the fact of the matter is, unless you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit and you yield your life to God, you can't live the Christian life properly. You will always fail. You will always be under condemnation. But when you give your life to God and you say, Holy Spirit, you come into my life. You lead me. You guide me. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Then we've gone through the waters and we've come out into a new land with a new God, with a new ruler. And it's wonderful. So this morning, Phyllis is going to be baptised. Now, a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, Phyllis came along to the well. And while she was at the well, she saw Wayne on the big screen being baptised. And Wayne's a good friend of hers. And so she asked, started asking questions about what it means to be a Christian and why do people get baptised? And after hearing all that, she said, I want to be baptised as well. I, I believe in Jesus and I want to do the right thing. And maybe even today there's people who have never taken that step and you're wondering what is holding you back in your life, why you're not living a victorious Christian life. And maybe God's saying to people here today, you need to be baptised. You need to obey me in this.